bookworms. Everyone has an idea of what these are, right? Right? <laughs> it was all very literal at first. So they are bugs that live in books and cause damage to them. So these bugs essentially feed on and destroy people. Right? However, I reckon the first thing that came to your mind was your friend in school that always had a novel or textbook handy. I met one during a science competition, so we had to represent our states. So I was the only one from my school, and then there were two guys from another school that was really top. And one of them guys, can't forget his name, Daniel. <laughs> Apparently, he read science textbooks for fun. I mean, title page to index. At that point, I must have acknowledged that malady was real. You know, malady was a real thing. <laughs> anyway, bookworms are a great way to continue our exposition on views. Not only is it wise and worthwhile to look up to learn, it's also important that one has their heads down too. It's key that per subject or muse, one adjusts their line of sight. You're welcome to the glide. Today we'll be exploring optometry and psychology. Uh, okay, <laughs> maybe not. I'll just share some stuff you probably already know. So, about this Daniel guy. I still find it pretty odd. Like, it's not a novel now. What are you doing reading periodically? Well, for him it was fun. But I really do think it was odd. Because um, people were trying to pass exams and he was just having fun. And like him, I just can't forget the novel girls crew in every single high school. It seemed like boys had no business with books. Well, typically. But there was always this group of, you know, uh, novel girls, I'd call them. It's, I don't even know why it's called them novel girls. Because it seemed like all the girls used to read. So there's always this circulation of books. I don't know if I remember their names. But Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, um, there's this woman. Ah, I never read them. I just need the titles. I just wanted to make sure that, like, you know, I was aware of what was going on. So I used to ask my friends. With my classmates, Daniel Steele was another person. Now, oh, I don't even know how great these authors are. You know, I don't know how good it would be to read their books. So, don't take this as me recommending them. I'm just trying to remember the authors that people used to read. Um, but yeah, I can't relate because I never actually read. Although one time I did read a book. I think that was the first piece of art or literature or anything that I ever cried for. I stopped at the, would you call it, preface, introduction. Like, after I cried, I just give the guy back his book. I'm knowing for that. <laughs> but yeah, um, literally, like, these kinds of people um, used to be more rampant in the day. Like, now, even if people are bookworms, you know, in, like, the, it's hard to tell. It's harder to tell because there's more people reading on their phones. Oh, well, bring back the books. Anyways, well, I'm I'm more the Encarta guy. Everyone was Encarta kids, you know. You know, you just you 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 view places that you probably never be to in your entire life with that thing. What a tool! Wow, what a tool! Like I've uh, that's why I find it interesting. Maybe you can attribute that to me being a visual learner, but I feel that's just you know giving fancy names to <laughs> things that may not be a reality, but yeah so the people and um, there's the group of people as well that 
um, loved in Qatar. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many of us, you know, um, visited the office that year. Yeah. Pretty neat. Um, and then a step up from Encarta, um, Google Earth. Uh, now that's me too. That's me too. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So there was one time I was talking to this person. Then as I was talking, like I was dating this person that year. I went on the same place. Right. So what we did was that they took me on a tour through their entire city. You know, their way to school, um, what their school looked like, classrooms. Well, not classrooms. I guess library. Uh, hotel or let's say not accommodation hotel what point is guy we're on a virtual tour for hours screenshots google see google earth right i think that's a proper date i'm not even gonna lie i i won't lie but it's just crazy how these things you know books um tools like encarta uh, google earth you know they condense the world in this very beautiful way Essentially, being voracious condenses your world. You know, um, I I reckon the world is only a global village for the ones that are exposed enough to see it that way. This brings to mind a very popular story. You know, regardless of where you're at or where you've been or what you believe in, you might have heard of this story before. So, uh, Jesus is somewhere in some desert fasting and the text says that you know one of the temptations of the devil was you know he took him up to a mountain from where he showed him all the kingdoms of this world right um i think that is quite interesting because i wonder how pliable jesus would have been to be dragged up and down here and there by the devil but that's not the point the point is i learned and by some great teacher i promise he's awesome but all that happened you know the temptations the responses would have made more sense to have been in his mind and i remember very beautifully how he pointed out that well we have that same technology now you know that mountain from whence you can see all the kingdoms of the world <laughs> maybe it's google earth but yeah this is the internet you know and point is regardless of how you want to see it or see the world through books or google earth or Encarta, your mind tends to look at everything from the top and well there's a term for this uh, it's an angle of perspective it's called bird's eye view see told you you knew it here by looking down or into something you get the big picture well then uh, this kind of reminds me of hawkeye uh, avengers are <laughs> but i really do like that guy i feel like if i was ever going to be an avenger i would rather be hawkeye you know i don't have to stress your life uh probably don't need to learn hand-to-hand combat you just find you know a high-rise building go to the rooftop and because you can see everything you know you just take out the boys you take them out well, well until somebody figures out that you know all the arrows are coming from a particular place but you can keep moving you can keep moving and i really love this superpower 
it's how he fights without technically fighting you know how he can fight behind the shadows unseen i mean isn't that awesome i see i don't want to be fast don't worry I, i i don't need to be flash i don't need to shoot webs just let me do my thing from the comfort of a rooftop you know the world is prettier that way <laughs> but that's not the point the point is he's able to do all this because he sees what no one else sees i like to call this hawkeye view i mean this is being visionary this is anticipating what is to come it's like being a defensive midfielder uh here i am with football analogies okay i'll explain do i need to explain why don't you watch football why <laughs> Anyways, um, football is played in thirds. Oh, but it teach you pretty good. See, you will thank me for this. There is um, a group called the attackers. And then there's a group called the midfielders. And there's another group called the defenders. I'm hoping you knew this before now. So that, yeah, because this is not profound. Like, this is just... Anyways, the beauty, the control, the maneuvering... In football, a lot of the time, all has to do with the middle people, you know, the midfield. And although, like, you might hear one or two of their names once in a while, they usually typically hear of the attackers, you know, the ones that always score the goals. So, you know, you know Ronaldo, you know Mbappe, you know Haaland. And if you don't know these people, I I don't understand what's going on with you. Uh, but yeah, you probably Google them. Um, but there's somebody that you know that works a bit differently from the others because he plays in the final two-thirds, you know, and he's popular, Lionel Messi. And the reason, that's the reason why he's the greatest of all time, you know. Yeah, go ahead, argue to your screen, you know. If you don't accept it, I'm sorry. This is not even about, this is not even, we're not proving it anymore to get, it is known. But he, he does operate between the midfield and the attacker. So this is how it works. The defenders, obviously, as their name implies, um, they are there to defend. <laughs> so although like football is changing, so now they have more than one role. They are defending. They are also supplying balls to attack teams. But typically, just like their name says, they are there to defend. The midfielders are there to... Well, I could just say midfield, but I have to describe what that is because that is the crux of this discussion. Right, I'm trying to describe to you what a defensive midfielder is. Typically, the midfielders are the bridge between the defenders and the attacker, so they're the ones that feed the people that you know can score goals. But even more than that, they also have the responsibility of reading what the other team is doing. So, yeah, so you have many types of midfielders, you have attacking midfielders, so obviously, these are the ones closest to the forwards. You have uh, box-to-box midfielders these ones have multiple roles like they go from when they say box-to-box basically the where they are meant to be scoring the opponent's box and then their box like so they're in between there then you have the defensive midfielders i'm trying i'm trying to talk to you about or use as an analogy now these guys are the closest to the central defenders to the defenders so i feel these guys are superhumans i feel that's why they are only in my opinion a handful of great defensive defensive midfielders i think they have to be able to slow down the game in their minds they have to be able to see the whole pitch because their job right in attacking sense is to get the ball from the defenders you know 
lay it off to the attacking players that you know have the skill and guile to you know dribble and score but besides that another role of theirs is to break up the play i don't know if this now makes sense to you they are like the hawk eye in the avengers team right so they're just there somewhere on the pitch roaming okay if their team is with the ball then their heads their their heads are always on a swivel they're just man i could give you some names but i feel like i don't know if i'm talking to people that like football here uh but you know fernandinho busquets oh my god you know these guys so you have um midfielders like central midfielders that have the same abilities that do these things as well but defensive midfielders are the ones that really do have defending the team shape on their minds rodrigo fabinho though fabinho may have become a scam but these are the guys right and just like hawkeye yeah i i i does i just feel those are the most important people on the pitch right uh these guys anticipate what is to come you know and in other respects let's move from football these are the guys that rehearse what's to come well, before it ever was uh so i'll give you some examples uh leonardo da vinci so this is so interesting i haven't read as much as i should have about this man but i've watched da vinci codes sorry is it da, Vin- da vinci codes no da vinci demons that's the title of the series so <laughs> yes 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 true as it's there is fiction mixed with reality there but i really do think that's a series that depicts the genius of this guy um little facts about him or some facts about him he was ambidextrous so he could do the exact same thing he could do with his right hand and his le- and with his left hand like he didn't have a dominant hand both of them were equally as good uh on that i say so i bet you that's a superpower i i only know one ambidextrous person i only know one his name is benjamin I, like <laughs> he broke his his right hand which is his or right thumb which is his writing hand before an exam and everybody was worried how are you going to write and then he was like oh no worries and then he has the exact same handwriting with his left hand yeah so that's like da vinci-esque and besides being ambidextrous um he also was as you know a proper artist right and in all his arts unlike picasso or michelangelo he was scientific with it. he was a scientist artist he's man thanks to him not to the Wright brothers you know those ones just pilfered his work well i won't call it pilfered you know they they developed his work right <laughs> whatever makes everybody sleep at night but that's not the point i do i don't think they stole the work you know it's the science is development so he had the first ever sketches of um a of an automobile that could fly you know he was instrumental in inventing blood transfusion he uh, he's he man i feel like there is almost no piece of technology that we use in our day that da vinci was not involved with its creating he was such a profound human being right and then yeah he he could paint a little you know yeah just a little (laughs) shout out to the mona lisa you know shout out to the last supper that was such a beautiful painting is such a beautiful painting i think it took him 17 years to do the last supper if memory serves me correctly you should google just in case right and if i'm wrong probably hits me up and say oh am i checked it out and it was wrong but that's not the point now this he's the this this is a defensive midfielder you know 
this is <laughs> this is this is Hawkeye vibes. And then there's somebody a bit more recent that you probably be able to relate with. Uh, his name is Steve Jobs. You know, yeah. Uh, this guy was one crazy person. Man, <laughs> I think I'm trying to. I don't know how to describe someone that's equally as mad as he is a genius. I don't say mad genius because that gives you Frankenstein vibes. He's just this guy, in my opinion, was just a lunatic because in his mind, impossible things were possible. Do you know? Like when he wanted something, he got it at all costs. And although the methods, his methods earlier on in his career were pretty weird, I think I remember the story when they were um, for the first launch of the Macintosh, you know, the first Mac, and he wanted it to say hello. He wanted the computer to say hello. So nobody had done that before. But he had, you know, the best engineers, programmers, those guys. And they were like, we don't have enough time. This thing is shipping in two weeks. We don't have enough time. We need at least, you know, a month or something like that. Should I give you me time? I was like, oh, sorry. Um, the event's already scheduled, you know, two weeks. And he's the kind of, he was the kind of boss that just fired people that would say they couldn't do it. The, I, I don't know. He's, he, he was quite visionary. I mean, there's so much to say about this guy. From the Think Different campaign, you know, to ubiquitizing English, <laughs> making computers, you know, um, for lay people in a sense, you know, destroying IBM, giving an internal problem to Microsoft, creating music platforms, essentially, you know, with iTunes, the iPod. That, this guy is just, he's next level. His next level and then to the guy that i refer to as a probably bored genius i don't know what goes on in his mind but you probably have heard of tesla before yeah speaking about elon musk <laughs> i'm sure he must have or he should be recovering from the jitters that threats give him uh, but yeah another profound man Another profound man. I say bored genius because I'm like at this point I don't think he he's just trying things that does it. Yeah. Like I appreciate his his work ethic and his ingenuity. Well, I don't know, like you you can't you can't create human beings now. Like I'm sorry. This is not even about me being old fashioned. You know, if <laughs> If God created us and we went south, <laughs> or we can go south, or we have had tendencies to go south, how would the people in the south be able to make anything outside it, or that anything that won't go even more south? Please, oh, I'm from southern Nigeria, and um, I, yeah, we are good people on these ends, but <laughs> I hope you get what I mean. Anyways, the point is to be anything great or be any more valuable than you are now, you must be able to tweak your angle of elevation. You, know, you must be able to adjust your line of sight. You should be able to swivel from worm's eye view to bird's eye view to hawk eye view. And then you must understand the craft. 
Yeah. What is the craft? Well, this is your ability to step outside your comfort zone, to do things and interact with situations that are not typical for you. I genuinely believe the path of activities and association is easier to be anything. Guy, go out and try stuff. Man, you you play too much game. You have played FIFA. You have been playing that same FIFA for the past two years. Do something else. You know, go out, go and engage with clay. Try pottery. I promise you, it's very nice. You should probably watch people that, you know, make pots or crockery. It's, is it crockery? No, I think it's crockery. Hmm. Longley. <laughs> Anyways, guy, go and shoot stuff. Go to the, you know, gun range or something. Or actually, that would, that would be, in my opinion, less interesting than trying out archery. Do you know? Aim at something. Take it, sh- shoot it. Finally, let one shot that you have shot in this your life. Let it work. You know? You take up boxing. If you, you, you've never fought in your life before, go and, you know, bounce around the ring. Get some jabs. Give some jabs. Try ballroom dancing. Now, this one, oh my lord. If you know where I can do this one, please. Um, and if you want to be my partner, you could, you know, just send us a DM at the Glide Podcast. Or, sorry, at the Glide Pod. And we would love to do this. I don't know if any of you ever watched Strictly Come Dancing. Oh my, I loved that show. Do you know? We learned the Pasadoble or the Salsa. You know? Um, all that dance they have again. Those are my favorite ones, I think. So that's why I remember them. Oh, or um, Something Trot. I forget. But yeah, try that. Try things that are weird to you. Try things that typical Nigerians don't do. You know? Don't go around every day. You're playing football. You can't play playing table tennis you can't play well try those if you you know they're outside of your comfort zone as well but point is try stuff okay now yes that that has been noted right you understand what i'm saying now also talk to people oh god in heaven can't talk to people (laughs) i can't i can't emphasize this enough because man people are leaving depositories regardless of how old they are or where they are from it's it's crazy how much you can learn listening to a five-year-old how much you can learn listening to your peer from an entirely different country or city how much you can learn listening to your grandpa you know just talk to people go out to places intending to interact right you up your life i promise you you up your life it helps you with wisdom. It helps you with wealth. It helps you save yourself from a lot of wahala. Like sometimes just ask questions. The reason why now you did not know it was it was one way is because you used to ask. The reason why you are lost is you used to ask for direction. We have talked about this before. Talk, man. Exposure is the key. Exposure is the key. This is the craft. This is the craft. Now starting from scratch, especially if you are introverted as you know they would call you uh, it can be hard so you know poco a poco baby steps i didn't say go outside now start dragging what you shit you must talk to me <laughs> you know baby steps um and you might not also be the one that's always initiating conversation this is not a call to be talkative 
Not that being talkative is inherently wrong, but you know, she knew when to shut up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I feel like I just she did myself. Well, that was quite the rant. Uh, let me try to speak a bit more plainly. So this is what I've been trying to say. We all wear glasses. I mean, even if yours has no frame, I tell you, your lenses are quite conspicuous. Even you won't go contact lens. Even you. Now, although we are all born tabula rasa, we grow to have different biases and perspectives to left. And so, effort must be made to be able to see things objectively. My guys, you must know how to view things how to perceive people and situations. You must learn to properly see. <sighs> wow. You see? You see why you should be grateful for me. Here I am, a proper optometrist with a total of zero degrees, <laughs> teaching you how to get the best out of your eyes. I mean, come on. It's free consultation, isn't it? <laughs> well, um, talking about degrees, I think they can be quite misleading. Don't get me wrong. Kids, please, stay in school. Uh I'm just saying...